0: Folks, the first round of the NHL playoffs are just about here in just a handful of hours. We're going to see a start off to the NHL postseason picture with plenty of teams and a chance for the Winnipeg Jets to make a really big impression against the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk about all of that on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. For Locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at hlivinglocal and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms of choice and YouTube. Doing so is free of charge and it's yours. Never miss another episode, but most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy and fun. And affordable, most importantly. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Now, like I said on tonight's episode, the NHL playoffs are finally here. It is an exciting time and for uh, a handful of NHL fan bases, probably a little bit nervy. Uh, I think our fan base uh, amongst a lot of us Jets fans, I think we're all a little bit on edge about the postseason. Let's be real. I think it's been um, a strange journey to this, this playoff picture and the Jets have kind of sat, I wouldn't say on the periphery of all of it, but well, for the past couple of months, that's true. But, you know, you look at where the Jets started and where they are now and it's kind of like, wow, we took a really circuitous route towards clenching and and really making this postseason run. So the most important thing is you get to the dance, right? You get a ticket, anything can happen. But I think for the Jets, it's an interesting time because the team has started to look again more like an actual threat. Not 100% there yet, but enough to where I think Winnipeg versus Vegas is a lot more of a 50-50 toss up than you'd normally imagine. Interestingly, game one, we're going to see an old friend in net. Laurent Bressois will be starting for the Knights, which for the Jets is probably a bit helpful. Uh, I, I don't mean to you know, put Bressois on blast here, but considering the options in net that they've had over the past few years in between Lerner, uh, Bressois, Aiden Hill, Logan Thompson, Marc-Andre Fleury, Bressois might be one of the easier opportunities for the Jets to make uh, hay against a goalie who... You know, for the Jets was pretty darn good, but for the Knights hasn't really been able to live up to what I think was expected of him. So, the Jets, this is a really big chance to come out and make a bit of a statement. Now, curiously, the Jets are actually playing pretty decent hockey recently. Uh, In terms of offensive creation, we're seeing a little bit more slot attack, we're seeing more activation from the blue line and we're seeing a good volume of chances, and it's not like all of them are, are completely low danger chances either. The Jets have been doing a solid job since reorganizing the lines of getting down low and putting pressure on goalies right in the crease. That's what the Jets are going to have to do against this Knights team, and Winnipeg really needs to avoid trying to go for nothing but deflections from the point. I know that they love this stuff, and I know that it makes a lot of sense in some areas, but... If you build your entire offense on hoping for deflections past keepers from you know very long distances, you're just not really setting yourself up for a lot of success. I think Winnipeg is going to be able to make its, its living down low, and I think against this Knights team, there is more of an opportunity to do so with Vegas' defense and overall team structure not being as good as it was a couple of years ago. The Knights are still a very strong team, don't get me wrong, but I think for Winnipeg, there's more of an opportunity here than there was maybe a few years ago. Now, in 2017-2018, the Jets frankly got goalie, and every mistake that they made ended up in the back of their net. With the, the current streak that Hellebuck has been on recently and how Vegas is these days, this feels like it might actually be uh, in Winnipeg's advantage for once. Now, I'm not going to say like the Jets are actually favored in, the, in this series. They're very clearly not. Vegas having the first couple of home games automatically puts them ahead of anything the Jets could probably muster but that said I think a lot of people were probably looking at the Jets and thinking "Ah, they've just squeaked their way in you know are are they really that much of a threat and I think in this series people are going to be surprised the Jets may still lose in six or seven but I think Winnipeg is going to make it a lot harder for the Knights than a lot of people are expecting as far as Logan Thompson is concerned he's still not skating with the team yet um, and it sounds like, you know, Mark Stone may or may not be back. I would expect him to be in the lineup. I'm sure um, they're doing some cap funkiness to, to try and make him work. And as far as like the other goalies are concerned, I guess the backup would be Aiden Hill, most likely. If Hill kind of comes in, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up winning the number one role in the meantime, because Hill, small sample size has been better than some of the other backups they've used. But either way for the Jets, I think all of these goalies are relatively beatable. It's not like Winnipeg is facing Usaceros or any of these Vesna caliber goalies. The Jets are going to have legitimate opportunities to score, especially on the road. So, Winnipeg, brace yourselves. Game one is going to be an absolute riot. It kicks off tomorrow, and tomorrow's episode will probably have... Um, some thoughts on this upcoming series. We're going to eventually have an interview this week with the wonderful folks at Locked On Vegas Golden Knights, schedules permitting, getting their thoughts on the series, what we can expect, and hopefully getting a better sense of what these teams are going to put out on the ice, especially as they're both gunning for, in some ways, a bit of redemption. For the Jets, this is a chance to rewrite the script from a couple of years ago. And for the Knights, they still have unfinished business. They got really close, as close as any team can get to winning the Cup without actually winning the Cup. So for both of these teams, they have tasted glory. And now it is time to close the deal and find a way to actually get the hardware. Easier said than frickin' done. Now, speaking of the NHL playoffs, obviously the Jets aren't the only team uh, in involved in this postseason run there are a bunch of other really tasty matchups that I think are worth talking about and maybe even talking about for the future should the Jets advance out of their current seed with Vegas. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Those of you who have heard me talk about Athletic Greens before, you know what I'm all about. You know that, you know, for a lot of us, we're looking for something that helps us with our daily schedules and and certainly with our daily routines. That's why our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for something to boost my immune system, give my gut health a little bit of a a nice like punch up and just really support my body with some really great vitamins and nutrients. If you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, AG1 is just one delicious scoop that helps you absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens. A lot of you are probably used to pulling out those old pill bottles and cranking out a bunch of different things into a cup uh, and, you know, trying to chuck them down with a cup of water. AG1 wants to do away with all of that. And best of all, it costs less than $3 a day. It's probably a lot cheaper than that cold brew habit you've got, and maybe even cheaper than all of those pills and vitamins you keep stockpiling. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you're on keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free dietary restrictions, contains less than one gram of sugar. And also doesn't have any GMOs or weird chemicals, but you don't have to take my word for it. AG1 and Athletic Greens have over 7,000 five-star reviews from pro athletes, pro trainers, and fitness enthusiasts just like you. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Again, that is athleticgreens.com to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for returning to us with uh, some thoughts on the upcoming playoffs. Obviously, the Jets are the one that we all care about, but uh, maybe a lot of you are going to be watching round one. I I know I'm probably going to tune into at least a couple of these series. We have some juicy ones this evening, a um, couple of series that I think are really worth keeping an eye on for a, a variety of storylines, right? So the first one of interest is New York versus Carolina. Now, Carolina was one of those teams that I said from the start was going to be really good. Things have kind of changed recently. The past month or so, they've been flat-out crap. I'm going to be honest. The Canes have been a very bad team. They have not been winning many games. They haven't been playing well. And even in their wins, they haven't really shown that they're a team that I think really scares people. The Islanders are basically Ilya Sorokin and a few other additions. Bo horvat has been a nice fit Um Brock Nelson, still pretty decent. Jean-Gabriel Pajot always will be a fan of his, even if his numbers haven't quite uh, been amazing this year. This series, I think, is going to be closer than it appears. Like Carolina on paper, much better team, much deeper, much more well-rounded. But something about this series for me feels like a trap. Uh, I think Sorokin has the chance to really um, not only steal a couple of games, but maybe pull the Islanders through. If the Islanders do advance, it'll be by the skin of their teeth. I think it would take a full seven games, but I don't know, man, something about this series. It's, it's smelling a little bit fishy to me. Maybe Carolina turns it around and kind of gets back on its, its high horse and is back to where it used to be a couple of months ago, but I don't know, man, Carolina does not advance very far in the post season. And this might not be a, um, a different storyline for them. So Something to keep an eye on team that is, you know, obviously working with more limited markets and and certainly has done a lot with um, statistical deep dives into players and drafting all that fun stuff. As of yet, though, there's still something just missing for them to push them over that edge. Now, another team that I think a lot of people are going to be keeping an eye on uh, for for somewhat comedic value, but also for um, old ties, it's going to be the Florida Panthers versus the Boston Bruins. On paper, this is like the easiest series to call Bruins in like five, maybe. Now, we all know that Paul Maurice has crap housed wins out of teams before. And with the Panthers, he's actually not been that bad. Uh, a lot of the underlying numbers and performance evaluations from the Panthers is that for the most part, Maurice has kind of got them playing pretty competent hockey. They're rel- relatively well balanced. They have a decent lineup, but the goaltending has been the Achilles heel. With the Panthers finally making the postseason against the best team in the NHL, and frankly the best team of the last like 20 years. I mean, you couldn't ask for a harder out in your first round, man. Talk about an absolute juggernaut team that I I just can't even remotely fathom how the Panthers are supposed to pull this off. I, I think that this is one of those series where I'm pretty confident that Boston is gonna have a fairly straightforward victory. I could be wrong. And maybe, you know, I'm I'm reading too much into it, but I really feel like this one for me is about as straightforward of a slam dunk as possible. I don't know what their head-to-head matchup is this season, but I just feel like over the course of however many games it takes, the quality and the skill and the commitment to detail plus outstanding goaltending, it's going to be enough to put the, Bru- the Bruins through. Now, the next series, we're starting to move into the Western Conference. These these next two series are um, <laughs> what one might call complete chaos. You've got Minnesota versus Dallas, and you've got uh, L.A. versus Edmonton. I think for me, Dallas is probably the favorite of the two uh, when it comes to the series against Minnesota. I think the Wild are a strong team, relatively speaking, but they're not that great um, in comparison to just how deep and how skilled the stars are. I know Kaprizov and Gustafson have been doing a really good job for Minnesota recently, but I just have a hard time imagining them kind of beating out Robertson, Heiskinen, uh, and, and, of course, uh, Ottinger and Net. I mean, anything the, the Wild can bring to bear, you know, Dallas has in spades. I know the Stars' form has kind of been a little bit mediocre recently, but I still feel they are the favorite over seven games. L.A. versus Edmonton is where things get really fun. Edmonton has had the higher scoring offense this season. They've been lighting teams up left and right, and LA does not have great goaltending, but the Kings are a very strong team. I think they're more well-balanced. They play better hockey overall. I think that this is a fascinating matchup, and I don't really know who's actually going to emerge out of it. My gut says this is going to be the Oilers in six, but I think the Kings are going to give them every single measure, and it wouldn't shock me if it takes all seven for one of these two teams to emerge victorious. I think it's got great uh, spectacle potential. It should be a high-scoring series. I am thoroughly excited to actually watch this one. Now, there are a couple of other series that I think are really worth talking about, and we will hop onto that in just a moment, including a big, big Broadway battle in New York. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just wrapping up really quick with some thoughts on this opening salvo of NHL playoff action. It's been a long journey, but we're finally here and uh, got some interesting games ahead. Of course, we've talked about a number of them. Um, A lot of teams looking for redemption. A lot of teams looking to try and rewrite their playoff lack of success. One series, though, that I think really should catch the eye is Rangers versus Devils. You want to talk about a very state line, very intense battle uh, of rivalries and and local, um, I guess, conflicts. I think this series for me has one of the most interesting like narrative backlines. You've got the Devils who haven't really been a playoff team in many years suddenly looking like a true cup contender. You've got the Rangers, who are a little on the older side, and they don't play the best hockey, but they're very talented. And the talent that they have has been enough to cover a lot of the issues with their chance creation and defensive blemishes. So, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you really couldn't go wrong with a series like this. I think the Devils are are obviously the favorites, but I think they're going to have one problem. If Shesterkin is really on his game and and starts kind of performing at the top level that we know he can, the devils may have issues finishing. That has been a problem that has popped up occasionally this year. Um, not dissimilar from the jets, but I think New Jersey's issues are, are less to do with how they're playing so much as maybe just not being as fortunate and maybe not having as many top end elite scorers, with the addition of Timo Meyer, I think that changes the calculus a bit, but. I mean, the Rangers are one of those teams that just seems to finish all of these opportunities and uh, it, it could be a really interesting special teams battle. So that's a series that I think is very exciting. Uh, one of the other ones that I think a lot of people are going to be curious about is Tampa Bay versus Toronto, mostly because we all want to see how Toronto blows it every year. They do this every year. They blow it. Oh man. Is there any franchise that is somehow more cursed than Toronto in the post season? It's just genuinely funny at some point. Uh, Toronto. I, I mean, again, if there's a series that should be theirs for the taking, I mean, this has to be it. The Lightning aren't that great; they're a lot more mediocre than they were a couple of years ago. And Toronto is just loaded. I mean, I don't know how much better this Leafs team can possibly get. They added, you know, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, they're they're really buffed out on offense. Marner, Matthews, Nylander, all of these guys are are excelling. Bunting is doing well. I mean, this is just, just a. This is just a team that really should win more than one playoff series, let alone one. So, yeah, I mean, if they don't advance at this point, I I don't even know what you do. Fire everyone, trade Matthews. I just honestly have no explanation for what has happened to them. And I, I know that the Eastern Conference is really hard and like facing off against teams like Washington in the past and whatnot. It's not a gimme, right? It's, it's hard. But this Leafs team is too dang talented for the the lack of playoff success that they have. But maybe, just maybe, this is the year that they finally break the cycle. Now, the last series is, is a fun one. I think this one, you know, it, it's not going to get as much attention, but I think you should actually keep a very close eye on it. Seattle versus Colorado. The Abs are obviously the favorites, having won the Cup last year, having been a very strong team this year, even with some uh, injury-riddled starts here. But Seattle, I think, is one of those teams that is very much a sleeper option. I don't see a lot of people talking about the Kraken, uh, in part because like historically the Kraken are one of those teams that's like really well-balanced offensively, pretty decent defensively. Solid enough goaltending, but you you look at the overall picture and you think to yourself, it's a fairly unspectacular team, and yet you know Seattle for for all of their faults and everything. I mean, they're in the postseason. They've had a huge rebound. It feels like this is a team that has the potential to do some surprisingly big things. I don't know how far they're going to get. I could imagine them winning one or two rounds. You know, the Avs have played a lot of hockey recently. They've won a cup recently. Um, Landeskog, I think, is still going to be out for uh, the rest of the the playoff run, from what I th- thought I saw. So, you know, it's going to be down to Rantanen, McKinnon, McCar all those guys to really step up. Not that they can, I think they absolutely can, but I think this Kraken team is is really well schooled. I think that they've uh, really adjusted form well under um, you know the the coaching staff. It seems like they're just in a bit of a groove. So it'll be interesting. I I still think Colorado wins this one in like five or six games. But if the Kraken win a game or two here to start the series, all bets are off. So very fun series, one that I think is worth keeping an eye on, especially because some of these teams, you know, the Kraken and, and of course, Colorado, Edmonton, LA, all of these teams could be really dangerous opponents in the second round for the Jets should Winnipeg beat the Knights. But we got to take care of business first, and that starts at Tuesday. So keep an eye out. Let's hope that the Jets do well. Let me know your thoughts on who you think is going to advance out of all of these playoff series. Let me know your thoughts on Winnipeg versus Vegas in the comments below or at my social medias at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We'll have some stuff tomorrow for you on this upcoming playoff run and maybe even some early thoughts from round one of the postseason on uh you know the first couple of games but like i said that'll be all for tonight thank you so much for making lockdown jets your first listen of the day dayers, we'll see you back here tomorrow with playoff coverage for now i'm signing off have a great night and as always go jets go